Good morning, everyone, today. And uh, it's just a joy to have such special guests with us, all part of our family. And uh, we are here to proclaim the goodness of the Lord, the faithfulness of Jesus. Joe, I thought of you often when we sang those songs of hope and uh, that our hope is in Christ. Regardless of what happens, our, our hope is in Christ. We win, right? Regardless of what happens, we win because we are in Christ. And he has died, buried, risen from the dead, and coming again. And that is the gospel that we preach. Amen. So, Lord, I ask that uh, you would anoint this time. God, in your word, help us smile and laugh a little bit today. And exhibit the joy of the Lord, for it is indeed our strength. Thank you for this body, Gateway Church. You got a word for us today? I can't wait to, to hear from you, God. You're always speaking. Give us ears now to hear your voice. In your name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start this message by asking a question. And uh, the question is this How many here out in the audience like giving advice? More than you do receiving advice. All right? Okay, got it. Okay, on the, the flip side, how many like receiving advice rather than giving advice? One hand. No. Here's what I got from the platform. I can, I can see everything from up here. Not everything, but in fact, you got to turn the lights on over here a little bit. Can't see over to my right too much. Here's what I saw. All the parents put their hands up when they said, when you guys voted and said, I would rather give advice than receive it. And here's the cool thing. I saw it with my very own eyes. Every child, every youth, every young person raised their hand when they said, I would rather receive and listen to advice than give it. I saw it. It's a miracle. I saw it. Hold on now. Listen. All of us today will be on the receiving end of hearing the advice that God wants to give to us through his word. We don't always like the advice we're given. And I suspect this might very well be the case today. The Lord is going to tell us to stay away from something that our flesh is drawn to. Every single one of us, there isn't anyone exempt, myself, you, all of us are tempted to give into it. If we listen to the word, take the advice, the advice will make our lives more peaceful, fruitful, joyful. Some of you will be immediately released from a bondage to fear. If you take this advice, if you listen to this word, if you apply it to your life, I'm not, I'm not kidding you, before you leave today, you're going to be released 
from something that's had a grip on your heart. What is it? Before we reveal what it is, I want to have some more fun, all right? Because what I'm about to share is not always going to be that fun. It's going to be the kind of advice that, oh, such a downer. Well, before it's a downer, I want you to laugh a little more today, all right? Because I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to use a goofy picture. It's what I like to do. It's how I think. It's how the Lord teaches me. Pretty simple guy. I get a word picture. Got a word picture of a treadmill. And there's a certain kind of treadmill that the Lord wants you to stay away from. You're going, this is goofy. It is. It's the way I think. It's just how it is today. Using this metaphor. Going to give you some good advice about what kind of treadmill to stay away from. Be honest. You don't have to raise your hand on this one. It's way too embarrassing. But has anyone had an accident on a treadmill because you didn't adhere to some good advice about what not to do? My advice to you is don't be like this guy here on the screen. Don't be like this guy. He didn't read the advice, the warning on that, that uh, treadmill. Like I said, there's going to be a certain kind that I'm going to tell you to stay completely away from. Don't participate in it. Don't operate out of it. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't go there. It's the it. It's found in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah will be giving us good advice this morning. I know there were some of you saying, he forgot about Nehemiah. No, I didn't. We always finish what we start. It takes a little bit of time, but we're back. It's Nehemiah chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, turn with me there, or if you want to read the verses up on the screen, you can do that. It's nearing the completion of the wall. Nehemiah is as a leader. He has a few things left to do. And he's in this chapter. He's staying on the wall. And he won't give up to it. Chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. When word came to Samballot, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall... And not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates. He's, he's almost done. This is an amazing story. You know what he's gone through, Nehemiah, as a leader to get to this place. He can almost see the finish line. And the enemy has one more attempt. Sam Ballot. And Geshem sent me this message. They said to Nehemiah, Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. Underline that city, the plain 
of Ono. We know about these guys already in our study, right? I call them Sam Ballad and the boys. They're not very nice. And they got one more shot at Nehemiah. They're getting close to finishing the project. And so this time, they come with intrigue. You can read about how they attacked Nehemiah prior, and we've, we've, we've looked at them, we've seen them. This is their last attempt. And what I mean by the word intrigue is that they, they try to get on Nehemiah's good side. Let's meet together, Nehemiah. We've had a change of heart. I'm now reading between the lines, but I think it's all right there. Let's talk and get this thing worked out. They were scheming to harm me. Verse 3. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Can't you hear Nehemiah? He's been rebuilding the wall with God's help. He's prayed, right? He's been led by the Spirit. He's dealt with all kinds of opposition and trial. The strength of the people was waning, but he rallied the troops. What was his answer? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. They said, come to the plains of Ono, right? Verse 1. What does Nehemiah say to that request? Ono, right. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) I've been reading my notes. Ono, I won't go to Ono. That's going to be the code for something here, right? I'm not going there. The Lord's got me up on the wall. This project is almost complete. Verse 5. The fifth time, Sam Ballot sent his aide to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter. Stop right there. There's something there that you need to see. It's an unsealed letter, meaning what? By the way, this is a fear tactic. It's trying to use intimidation on Nehemiah. The letter's unsealed, meaning, Nehemiah, we still have time. I didn't seal the letter. I won't send the letter. If you come to the plains of Ono, we could still work this out. What does Nehemiah do? Oh, no, (laughs) not not on your life. I think all of us have received letters anonymously (laughs) given to us somehow and in some way. This letter was a letter to intimidate Nehemiah. 
in which it was written. It. There it is. It. What is it? It is reported among the nations and Geshem. He says it is true. The it is rumor. And that's what we need to stay away from. I'm going to explain a little bit more what that looks like, but that's it. That's what we're dealing with. Rumor. It is reported. Geshem says it's true. Not that I would trust anything Geshem says. Let's talk about rumor. One characteristic of a rumor, and we're going we're gonna to read the rumor that's in writing here, but before we do, let's talk about the characteristics of a rumor. One is that the source is never quoted. Who's it? Nehemiah doesn't say, or, or Sambala doesn't say because it's his own doing. Actually, a, a source is seldom known. Verse 6, once again, states, it is reported among the nations, Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore, you are building the wall. That's why. What was called into question? Nehemiah's very motive Nehemiah, this rebuilding project is really not about the people after all. It's about you. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king. We don't have to send the letter. It's unsealed. But here's what the letter says. And even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So what? Let's go to Ono. Let's meet. Let's work it out. Come, let us meet together. Talk a little bit about gossip. But here's the treadmill that I want you to stay away from. It's the rumor treadmill. I believe this week, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're going to be tempted by the enemy to go to places that you know in your heart you're not to go with your tongue. When you want to entertain, be a part of a rumor, Holy Spirit's going to quietly remind you of this phrase. Oh no, I won't go to, oh no, code for. People are going to, what? I hope, don't say it out loud. Okay, whatever you do, don't say it out loud. It sounds too crazy. It's code for stay off the rumor treadmill. It's gossip. Gossip is news you have to hurry and tell somebody else before you find out it isn't true. That's gossip. Look at it again. Gossip is news you have to hurry and tell somebody else 
before you find out it isn't true. And once it gets out, it's too late. A rumor is noted because the source is never declared. Secondly, a rumor is noted for its exaggeration, right? And inaccuracy. They got this all wrong. Sam Ballot knew what he was saying was not true. It was an exaggeration. It was inaccurate. A rumor leads to personal hurt and misunderstanding. What was the result of this report concerning Nehemiah? It hurt him. In fact, it was designed to hurt. So the next time we entertain any kind of rumor, and there's a check in our heart where we're saying, I shouldn't go there, the Holy Spirit's going to say to you in your heart, you know that word that you're about to share? Really, in essence, what it's designed to do is hurt that other person. That's why this word is for everyone. It's good advice. People who spread rumors display a lack of wisdom. Wisdom forces a person to ask searching questions like this. Is it necessary to say this? It's good advice. You could write some of these things down. Is this confidential information? Do I have a right to pass this on? So what is the advice I can take home with me? It's this. Stay off the rumor treadmill. When the temptation comes to enter into some form of gossip, to spread any kind of word of slander, I don't know why it has such an appeal to our flesh. It's reported. Somebody will say this and that. Did you hear? Did you know? Geshem says it's true. A.B. Simpson, founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance, had this quote. And it's kind of in a little bit of old King James English. But when I, I saw it, I thought, wow, what a vivid, in-color description of gossip. He said, quote, I would rather play with fork, forked lightning or take in my hands living wires with their fiery currents than speak a reckless word, listen, against any brother or sister in Christ or idly repeat the slanderous darts which thousands of Christians are hurling on others to the hurt of their own souls and bodies. So when temptation comes, I want you to remember, the Holy Spirit's going to put that funny phrase in your head, and you're going to say, I'm not going there. Three things, quickly, and I close with these. This is good advice from Nehemiah's example about the rumor mill. 
Don't participate in it. You can just politely excuse yourself. Don't go there. Stay clear of it. Stay on the wall that God's called you to to stay on. Don't get in that game. Don't participate in it. Don't operate out of it. Once you're in, if you're in, get out as soon as you can because you know where it's going to lead. Pretty soon then you're participating out of it. It infects you. It poisons you. Then you begin to speak it out with your own lips. Don't participate in it. And lastly, because we, we've all been on the other side of any kind of personal attack. If you're any age in Jesus, you've been attacked some way and in some form. And what the enemy wants to do is intimidate you by other people's gossip about you. You're so worried about your reputation. We're going to talk a little bit, a bit about that at the very end. Well, they're saying this and they're saying that, and Geshem says it's true. Who cares about what Geshem says? He's not credible anyway. Don't be intimidated by it. It's good advice. You don't have to be afraid. God is your defender. This advice will help keep your conscience and your heart pure. You just love when you can put your head down on the, on the, on the pillow at night and just know, you know, Lord, my heart was pure as, as, as well as I can by the Spirit of God. You've touched my lips. And you've used my lips to build people up rather than tear them down. Blessed are the pure in heart. That's what Jesus said. Because he said only the pure in heart in lifestyle, in what happens on the Wednesdays and Thursdays of of life, it's the pure in heart who will see God. Do you want to keep your heart pure, beloved? Stay off the rumor treadmill. Go to another exercise equipment. I'm a member at the Y. Family membership. Guess who goes? Connor, Stefan, AJ, Ashton. How often have I been there in the last two months? Nada. I've been there before, and I I plan on going back. When I get, yeah. (laughs) Don't participate in it. But I've been there, and I've been on the second floor, and I've seen the treadmills lined up, three or four of them. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just walk on by them, (laughs) because there's plenty of other exercise equipment to use, right? Don't go there. 
Don't stop. How about if you've been the target? What do you do then? Well, do what Nehemiah did. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your own head. You're a head case. He didn't say that. That would not be right. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But what did Nehemiah do? He wasn't intimidated. I do. I get intimidated by those kinds of reports. I worry. But Nehemiah prayed, now strengthen my hands. He addressed it in one simple statement. He left it there and prayed to God, his great defender. Listen, if we take care of our character, we can trust God to take care of our reputation. Amen? Amen. If we take care of our own character, we can trust God to take care of our reputation. So in conclusion, you're either going to be tempted by it this next week, the rumor treadmill, or be tormented by it. Either one. Take the advice from Nehemiah. And when the enemy tries to get you to take the bait, just say, oh no, I'm not going to oh no. Not now. In Jesus' name. Lord, by your spirit, by your spirit, Remind us of your living word, which is so powerful. You're going to do it this week. God, I know you will. And we receive this advice, the power of the Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen.